Hello and welcome to the New to Canada podcast, the show that shares honest, real-life stories and insider info from internationals living in Canada. I am your host, Kate Johnson, and I made the big move from England to Canada in 2017 after falling in love with a Canadian. Join me as I chat with fellow newcomers and learn all about where they are from in the world, why they chose Canada as their new home, and the lessons they've learnt along the way. It's great to have you. This episode's guest is Mike from Brazil. Mike moved to Toronto in 2016 with just a vague plan for where he was heading. Fast forward to today and he is a successful entrepreneur and has built a really cool community of English learners over on his Instagram account, it's Teacher Mike. In this interview, Mike shares his honest and often hilarious experiences with culture shock and how he has adapted from Brazilian to Canadian life. Now, when it comes down to here, someone invited you for something on Wednesday and you are a Brazilian. So you're not even sure what you're going to do on Wednesday, but you're like, yeah, sure. That's the culture shock. And this happened in, in Toronto. This happened with uh, uh, this one friend of ours. Uh, he had this girl that he liked. And she said, oh, let's go to this place this other day. It was like a week from then. And we never talked again. And then it's Friday, like 8, 9 p.m. or something. We are at another bar. And then he gets a message from the girl. (laughs) He's like, where are you? Where is everyone? (laughs) And we're like, bro, that is crazy. It was right in the beginning as we were here. She was Canadian. Uh, And then we went there. We we met her, but we were very late. I loved chatting with Mike about the unfair expectations that we put on ourselves when we first move to a new country, when the reality is it often takes months or even years to truly feel settled. We also chat about starting a family in Canada as an immigrant, as Mike met and married his wife here, and they are now expecting their second child. So Mike gives us the lowdown on what to expect from Canadian healthcare when becoming a parent. Let's start the show. Hi, Mike. What's up? How's it going, Kate? Good, good. It's so good to reconnect. For those who didn't catch it, I recently went live on Mike's Instagram. It's Teacher Mike. And yeah, it was my very, very first Instagram live and I really enjoyed it. It was such a fun conversation. So yeah, I knew I had to get you on the show. So yeah, we could chat some more. Welcome. You actually you actually killed it for the first live. I, I yes. you, you sound very experienced. <laughs> yeah, it's like my forced extrovert that I force myself to do. So I'm getting good at that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say... I nervous. <laughs> yeah, you have to get used to doing things live, but it's good. It's a good practice to have. Yeah, you go live every day. I get the notification like, it's Teacher Mike is live. It's Teacher I Mike go is often. live. I go yeah. often. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. How's your week going? It's good. Uh, we are going through lots of things at work, but... You know, that's normal. I think that's a normal thing to say. Everybody's going through lots of things that work. So, mm-hmm. uh, week is good. Uh, baby's healthy. Wife is good. Number two baby on the way as well. Everyone healthy. Yay. So, yeah, all good. Two under two. We were just talking about that before the call. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How are you feeling yeah. about that? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a crazy adventure. Um, uh, so the first baby is a, a challenge already. The second baby will definitely be another challenge. I have this one friend at church and he has two babies, uh, right now and, uh, they are very similar ages of uh, uh, age difference from the the ones that I'll have. And then the first thing he says, like, oh, so, yeah, baby two is coming. And I'm like, yeah. And he looks at me and he's look, he goes like, yeah. <laughs> that's all he says. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm experiencing right now. But it's good. It's, uh, it's a blessing, of course. Yeah, congrats. That's so exciting. Amazing. And you've had two babies in Canada. We'll talk about that later on. Let's talk about starting it. a family yeah. as an international in Canada. That's, that's awesome. Really cool. Really cool. Thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me for the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you, yeah, for, I can't remember who reached out to who first, but yeah, the Instagram live was fun. We'll do it again. And um, yeah, I'm excited to to have you here. Obviously, I have quite a few Brazilians out there who listen to the show and who've messaged me as well saying they've been patiently waiting for a Brazilian guest. So <laughs> here good. you are. I am delivering, you guys. Uh, Perfect. Here. <laughs> Como estão, pessoal? Vamos lá. Vamos ouvir aqui o podcast. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> 
Awesome. So yeah, we always kick off our episodes with a chat about the guest's country of origin. So yeah, yeah I'm excited to dive into all things Brazil with you. Let's do it. You are originally from Porto Alegre. Am I saying that good. right? Yeah, that's good. In that's the very south good. of Brazil. So yeah, tell us all about it. Right. So Porto Alegre is a city at the south of Brazil. It is not a very uh, large city to like, um, let's say worldwide uh, standards so it's not like new york it's not like sao paulo in brazil sao paulo is insanely huge uh, porto alegre it's not as crowded mm-hmm. as as a, a city like toronto as a city like sao paulo so it's good because in my opinion we have a very good standard of living it's not a bad city to live in you get great apartments great houses great places to live you get an amazing lake yes. you have a lake shore it's beautiful uh beautiful sunset and um, you do have the economic side that you can have a good job that pays you well. Right. Did you Did you Google it? I did Google it, yes. And you've said all of my notes, so thanks for that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was going to say, like, I always fall in love with cities that are built up with skyscrapers and they come with all the perks of a city life. But then, you know, you have all those things to do. But then at the same time, you're so close to the water. So you really do get the best of both worlds there. Exactly. Now, yeah. there is one downside, so I have to break the magic. The <laughs> oh, water, no. unfortunately, is not clean enough to go uh, die and dive. Oh, so, for example, here okay. in Toronto, you do have places where you shouldn't dive. Mm-hmm. But there are places where you're allowed to dive, right? Uh, that's not the case in Porto Alegre. At any given moment there at the lake, it's not very clean to go and dive, which is a very big downside. It's something that everybody from the south of Brazil that knows Porto Alegre, everybody says this. Oh, it's such a shame. Yeah, that, that's that the would one be amazing. downfall. It, yeah. Does it mean Joyful Harbor? That came up on Google, the name. You are correct. I so, love that. So it's really busy with lots of boats and stuff. That's probably why. Do you want me to go to the history of that? Or is that too boring? Because I know the reason why it's called Porto Alegre. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Why not? So um, our city was um, colonized by people from Portugal. Uh, uh-huh. So Porto Alegre was colonized from people from Portugal and especially from a place from uh, called uh, Azores, Ilha dos Azores, Azores Island. It's a very famous place, by the way. And um, there is a place in Portugal called, not Porto Alegre, but called Porto Alegre, just the, the one word. It, it does mean the happy port or the joyful port. Mm-hmm. And then the reason why our city is called that is in, uh, wait, I don't know this word in English, homage to that city, like as a... Um, yeah, yeah, homage, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect. So homage. that's uh, a... <laughs> How much, how much? I don't know the pronunciation. Me neither, but it's fine. How much to that city in, in a way that they were, oh, that city is, it's good. It deserves that name. Because also it has a port, of course, and all that things. Uh, so yeah, it's a little bit boring, but it's, it's nice to know. Like a lot of yeah. people don't know, a lot of people don't know who colonized Brazil. Like there were Portuguese people, there were Spanish people, um, people from Holland, there were people from uh, Japan, there were people from Italy and Germany. So Brazil, that's why Brazil is very different. Yeah, it's when you so go diverse. to different places. Yeah. yeah, I've read that there's the the biggest number of Japanese that are outside of Japan that live exactly. in Brazil. Yeah, in that's Sao Paulo. so interesting. Yeah, cool. Have you traveled around Brazil? Have you checked out other places? And, I have, yeah. Because you know, that's, that's always something that we talk about on the show, that you take for granted that your original country and you like travel so far and you like see all these other countries and then you think, oh my God, I've never explored where I'm from. So I always ask people. So yes, that is true. <laughs> um, up until 2021, I had explored all uh, much much more other countries than I had explored Brazil, but then 2021 came, and because my wife is from the northeastern part of Brazil, we decided to go there, and I decided to visit some different places that I had never been, um, and I did took it take it for granted because it's so amazing. Like it's something yeah. that I should have gone before. Yep. That's what we all say. It takes moving away to to appreciate your home country for sure, I think, because you start to realize the differences and then you miss the things that you took for granted and then you visit back home and then you're like, oh, wow, like I want to see this, this, this and this and learn more about my country and the history and all of that. 100%, so. yes. Yeah. So the places in the south I did see, so Gramado, which is a very famous place, um, and then the, the, the beaches around my city that I saw them, but like a very touristic places in Brazil – um, like the northeastern part, that's where I had never been. And I really feel like I should have, I should have been there sooner. Paradise. Yeah. Every time I was in a new one, I, I asked Clarissa, like, man, like, is there anything that's going to get prettier than this? And it's like, yeah, yeah. Ne- wait. And then we got the next one. It's even better. And I'm like, no, this is, <laughs> this is crazy. 
This is honestly our next big trip. Like before we have kids, I want to tackle, but not just Brazil, like the whole of South America. I want to see it all. It's such a special place in the world, not just for the, you know, the landscape and the beaches and the sunshine and the music and the food, but also the people. I'm yes. literally obsessed with the people. I'm sure many other non-Latinos will agree. Like the energy that comes from you yeah. is just so addictive yeah. and positive <laughs> and re-energizing. I just feel like, yeah, I'm just pulled to live there every single day. But yeah, Latino energy is crazy. Yeah, yeah. so fun. <laughs> Do you miss that energy sometimes? Like, have you found personalities to be quite different between, you know, Brazilians and Canadians? Yes, the personalities are very different. Um, I do miss that to some extent. So it's very easy for a Brazilian to feel very close to you very fast. And mm -hmm. like you're talking to them one day and the next day you're at their house having a party for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So that's one big difference. Uh, for example, now I have... Of course, because I've been in Canada for a long time, six years already. So and now I have friends that are from here that I feel like we're very close and we do things together when you go to their place, etc. But I feel like it just takes so much longer. Yes. Yeah, you have to warm them up a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure if you feel that same. Well, you are from London, so I think you, may, you are from the England, so I think you have that as well in you. Maybe you take a little bit longer as well. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think so. I think... Yeah, but then at the same time, I've, I think because I've traveled and I've lived in different countries, I think I've picked up, I'm not, I don't have my guard up as much. Mm. I'm very open to new people and I am very bubbly and I kind of bring people in and my, my energy is quite high. Okay. So yeah, I think that's probably why I get on with Latinos so much, but. <laughs> okay. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah, uh, it takes a while before you get uh, used to this. And a lot of Brazilians, they will come here and they will feel that right away. They will, they will mm. realize that. That's tough though, because you'll, you'll get, you know, you might feel really lonely and isolated, like you're doing something wrong or, you know, what would you say if anyone's worried about that right now? That's a very good uh, question. Um, so the first thing that you're going to do as a Brazilian when you come and as a newcomer of any other uh, country is that you're going to try to find people from your same country. Mm -hmm. However, I think that that can be dangerous because then you, you eventually get always so close to them that you'll never fully become a part of Canada. If you want to become part of Canada, that's a, a totally a, a point that you should think about yourself, but you should be mindful of that. I, especially because I'm an English teacher, I have, I have seen this over and over where people come here and they stay like six, seven, eight years here and they don't speak a lot of English because they just speak Portuguese every day because that's definitely possible in, in Toronto. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, they, they will, they always feel like they are not part of this country. Right. Mm -hmm. They've never integrated with, yeah. the, with the Canadians. Yeah. Which is, it doesn't even need to be a Canadian because Canada is so hard to meet like a fully Canadian person, but just someone that is here for a long time or just someone that is fully integrated. Right. And that makes a big difference because that changes the way that your relationships work and that changes the way that you find work. That changes the way that you, uh, decide what hobbies you're going to do and what things you're going to do on the weekends. Um, and because, and that changes your whole experience of, of living abroad. It's jumping out of your comfort zone. Like you've done step one, which is leave your yes, home country. Yes. So then to then just stick with people from your home country is just kind of backstepping what you've just done. You've done this huge, exciting thing. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. oh, well, now you might as well just be back where you're from. Because yes, you're exactly. Yeah. But I also understand because, of course, you totally. know how it feels. Yeah, like you get yeah. here. And I've done that as well. And then I remember uh, this uh, little analogy that I had was that it's like when you when you're in your home country, you have this safety net. It's not something mm -hmm. tangible, but you have something there that it's very safe. And I mean, but I, that's very clear. That was very clear to me when the first time I went for a job interview in, in Brazil, um, the person that I was interviewing, they knew the university that I went to. They knew some of my professors. There was a very good relationship that we had already. And I, I eventually got hired. Um, now here you come and you say, yeah, I'm from Brazil and, and I have this experience at this company in Brazil. So now you have nothing that relates to that person. So there's no, there's no safety net that guards you. Uh, you have no friends that you can refer to. You, you have no person that you know really well that that person in the job could help you out. So that beginning is really scary. So I understand that in the beginning, you should definitely go and, and have fun with the Brazilians or have fun with whoever you're coming with. But, uh, eventually you have to get used to stepping out of that comfort zone and making, uh, friends out of that. Right. And I see that you do a beautiful job of helping people reach out to other people. So that's one way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so but back to your question, because I don't think I fully answered it. Uh, when you feel like you're doing something wrong because people don't connect to you uh, so quickly, you're not doing anything wrong. 
No. It's just the, the, the way that people are. And slowly you get to know them and slowly you'll be able to uh, hang out and, you know, be around them. But you do have to adapt. And what I mean by that is um, the way that invitations work. <laughs> I love this one because I feel like uh, you would have this problem with a Brazilian. I'm going to ask you this question. Let's see what, what you say. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. What if, what if I invite you uh, for a party, let's say, at a bar yeah. um, next Friday? Uh-huh. And then we never talk about it until Friday. Do you show up or not? Um, I would talk to you before Friday. Okay, that's good. <laughs> When would you talk to me? I would send you. I would send you maybe a text or something like a couple of days before, and just be like, "Hey, like, still good for Friday? Okay. Do you need me to bring anything?" Okay, good. All right, that I believe that is the correct answer. But for yeah. some reason, some Canadians they will just stick to whatever they said. So, oh, okay. Uh, they put it in the diary and then that's it. See you Friday. To me, that's crazy. But they yeah. will be like that. And this happened before more than once. Wow. And I feel like that's the right answer. But Brazilians will have, they will need more confirmation. Do you see how today even I didn't remember the podcast? Right. It's not your fault. It's just the way that Brazilians <laughs> are wired. Like the way that it would work, it's you message me the day before, you message me the morning and you message me like one hour prior. That's the oh, okay. Brazilian style. The reminders. The, like you have to do it full of reminders. And that even if you, even if you do the reminders, there's a chance that the person will cancel, will not even show up five minutes before. That's very rude in my opinion, but it's just the way the Brazilians are wired. So it's culture. Now, when it comes down to here, someone invited you for something on Wednesday and you are a Brazilian. So you're not even sure what you're going to do on Wednesday, but you're like, yeah, sure. Let's go. Like, that's something Brazilians will say. They'll say, oh, yeah, sure. Ooh. And well, see, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, they're coming 1,000%. I'm really excited to see them. So even as an English person, that would be like, oh, they just they just bailed on Perfect. me. That's, really that's the culture yeah. shock. Brazilians yeah. will be like, yeah. And then it's it's Wednesday and they're like, sorry, I got busy and I didn't come. Yeah, if, if they tell you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so... Of course, I'm, I'm saying this as a general rule. I don't want to be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there are Brazilians that are more uh, respectful. But to be honest, I was that person that if you told me that, like, oh yeah, sure, let's, let's, let's do it. And then, uh, maybe on Wednesday, I'm like, oh, this person never talked to me again. It wasn't confirmed or anything. And I'm not even going to show up. And then, oh. and this happened in, in mm. Toronto. This happened with, uh, uh, this one friend of ours. Uh, he had this girl that he liked. And she said, oh, let's go to this place this other day. It was like a week from then. And we never talked again. And then we, it's Friday, like 8, 9 p.m. or something. We are at another bar. And then he gets a message from the girl. <laughs> He's like, where are you? Where is everyone? <laughs> and we're like, bro, that oh, is no. crazy. It was right in the beginning <laughs> as we were here. She was Canadian. Oh. Uh, and then we went there. We, we met her, but we were very late. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that. That's so funny. But then you turn up and you're like the life of the party, so you kind of make up for it. We make up for it, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah. So yeah, that you have to adapt to the culture. You're not doing anything wrong if people don't connect to you at first. But you do have to make that effort. That's what I would say. That's so interesting. Absolutely, that's really important. Cool. Have you uh, have you found that you miss certain things from Brazil? Or do you think that you've settled in really well and you, you don't really miss... I miss lots of things from Brazil. Um, I miss, I definitely miss the food from Brazil. That's a big one. Everyone from Brazil will always miss the food from Brazil. Interrupting this episode really quickly, just to remind you to grab my free download. I have 50 tips for you from newcomers to Canada. I had so much fun asking hundreds of newcomers what they wish they knew before they moved to Canada. And the resulting guide is packed with valuable tips, fun facts, lessons, all so that you can hit the ground running and not make the same mistakes as us. So head to bit.ly forward slash free tips Canada to download it free today. That is bit.ly forward slash free tips Canada. Now back to the show. I don't know people from England. I don't know if you miss the food from England. England English food is so weird, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? Oh my god, there's gonna be a rebellion. Everyone's gonna be messaging you on hand on Instagram. I when I when I let's say I'm in uh, uh it was very common for me uh when I went to to England, I would order that English breakfast, right? So uh, Oh yeah, fry up. Yeah. And uh, bean, beans, beans in the morning, and, and things like uh, that. Your face. So that was really weird for me. So that's that's what I I mean just by just just plain. Can I just say I really miss beans. Beans in breakfast isn't a thing in Canada, and I miss my baked beans. So you like my you, you did have beans in breakfast almost 
Oh, yeah. Almost always. That is so different. Well, we don't have... So that's one of the differences I found in Canada. Like, their breakfasts are huge. Whereas, maybe it was just me growing up, or I don't know. But in England, we would just have, like, a bowl of cereal or some toast, or it's quite more continental. Oh, okay. Um, But then, in Canada, they will have, like, a hot breakfast. They will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they'll have eggs and toast and yeah, hash yeah, yeah. browns and all that yeah. stuff. So that's like a lot for me. But then when I do have that, which is like every now and then we have the, you know, the British fry up uh, okay. um, and that's like a big treat, then yeah, you need baked beans. <laughs> and because I, because I don't have baked beans here, I'll just have like tons of ketchup. So. I don't know. Yeah, that is a big difference. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> I'm just playing. But yeah, in Brazil, like we do miss the food, we miss the barbecue, we miss the meat, because mm. what we you know, let's say you're eating meat from in Brazil, you eventually you may eat something that was really fresh because your friend owns a farm. Like I have friends in Brazil, especially from the south, that they own I don't know thousand uh, heads of cattle, right? So they eventually wow, they yeah. will invite you and say, "Hey, bro, we just got this." Than that. Yeah, so. You know, if you do like meat, that's amazing. I do miss as well. I would say this is a big one. I think a lot of Brazilians will agree with me on this one. This is good and bad at the same time. So I hope I don't sound too bad here. But I do miss laws and not big laws, but just small regulations not being so damn rigid. Uh huh. So the English way, the Canadian way, the North American way as well. If you have like, let's say a a condo regulation. That's a very good example. Like you live in a condo and you have that regulation. Like if you step out the line once, it's game over. They're going to be so mad at you. They're going to send you emails, big emails, right? This happened to me already here. In Brazil, like, okay, you have your condo regulation as well. But then the person that comes to you to say, hey, man, like, look, you did this. Like, why did you do this? And they're like, <laughs> bro, I know. I'm sorry. Like, listen, it's gonna ha- not going to happen again. Are we good? It's like, yeah, we're good, bro. Don't worry. You know, you have that law that is a little bit stupid. Not a law, but just a regulation. You think, that's so dumb. Why is this being done? And you're like, hey, bro, can I just ignore this for a second? And the guy's like, yeah, go ahead. So those small things, they happen every day in Brazil. Every day, yeah. constantly. And I do miss that a little bit. I get a little bit mad that here it's... The way that things work sometimes is like, oh, yeah, that's going to take seven days to get done because of the approval, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bruh, that's, that can't be real. So that's one yeah. thing that gets me mad a little bit, especially... If- Lots of permits and... Yeah. yeah. But then it's even worse in England for, say, traffic laws. Because mm-hmm. in England, we have cameras everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So if you go over, like, five miles an hour over the speed limit, mm-hmm. like, you'll get your photo taken and you'll get a fine in the mail. Whereas here, I kind of feel like it's way more relaxed than England in that way because you can drive, like, 20 over and no one will say anything. That's a good point. <laughs> I don't think you can do that in Brazil. Traffic laws are strict. I mean, very yeah. small laws. It's hard to explain. Right. But like, nitpicky little things very like, nitpicky little things uh so maybe you are alone at a certain place and that place is a non-smoke area but you're just alone there like there's no one there nobody's gonna come there to tell you that you can't smoke there right right depending on the place if it's a hospital or something but just like it's just maybe an uh-huh. area in your condo right i have a really good example of this actually so i was in the library a lot recently because we got hit by that storm and i lost my wi-fi for two weeks mm-hmm. and i was in the public library having a full full time day job and all of this you know passion project side oh stuff going on yeah. and I'm planning a wedding I was like oh my god I need to get wifi so I went to the library and there was this little side room that was empty every single time I saw it no one ever goes in there so I just went in there and shut the door because I have some zoom calls and things like that anyway this librarian came over and she's like this door needs to remain open at all times it's open to the public and I was like really? Like, can I not just shut the door, do my meeting for an hour? Like, I don't want to disturb other people with my meeting. She was like, uh, no, the door needs to remain open. I was like, oh, for God's sake. Like, are you That is a good example. Woman? That is a good example. In Brazil, we'd be like, yeah, uh, yeah, I just have a meeting for one hour. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, that's good, bro. Yeah, so that's And I was like, if someone wants to use the room, I'll like open the door for them. I don't know. Yeah. So no, that I, is like, the, rolled my eyes at her. That is the like, perfect example. Lady. That is the perfect example. In Brazil, you would definitely get away with that. And there are downsides to it. Again, maybe that relates to people being more corrupt in more important things. But in just daily life, this is good for us. Like, it's good to have mm. some sort of um, level of maneuver that you can have within small, strict regulations. In my opinion, that's something I miss. So that's very cool. deep, right? I miss the food and I also miss this. That's very deep. <laughs> What about sports? Because obviously, as a British person, I need to talk to you about football. Like Let's you guys are just it. ridiculous. You need to let people win sometimes. Like, <laughs> no, come on. But 
to be honest, the Brazilian uh, national team is not doing so well. Um, well, you've won the World Cup record five times. Five times. Yeah. yeah. Um, we thought we were going to have the 6-1 it, when it happened in Brazil, but it was a disaster. I'm not sure if you remember, oh. but Brazil lost 7-1 to one, uh, yes. from Germ- to Germany. So this was a very, like, this is a moment where every Brazilian knows what they were doing at the time. Oh, it's like, no. what, where were you? Salt. Where were you when this happened? <laughs> and it's like, oh, I was at my mom's office. But I, I was at my mom's office. Everyone's just crying. Yeah. So, oh, but there's one thing I do miss, um, which is playing soccer every Sunday. That is amazing, and that's something that uh, most most guys will do. They will play soccer religiously every either mm-hmm. Sunday or Saturday. They all have the the WhatsApp group chat, and they they schedule. I know this happens in Canada. I've done this a few times, but in Brazil, it's so different. Like it's it's religious. You, you are there. Yeah, like it's a religion. Literally. Yeah, your your wife your <laughs> wife is mad at you because you're going to soccer. And you're like, bro, I'm going to soccer. There's no way. Even if I have to yeah. sleep on the couch, you know, because here, okay, I, I can go to soccer practices here and there. I have been invited to a lot. But then you go and it's people from all different countries, which is good. There's a good and oh, good side that. to it. People from Colombia, usually, usually Latinos, they will play a lot. Yeah. So people from Colombia, Chile, uh, and then of course Mexico. Uh, but, uh, when you are just Brazilians and you're having fun and you have that moment after the soccer that, you know, someone won, someone lost and you are all just <laughs> chatting. That is like unmatched. So I do miss that a lot. Oh, I love it. I'm definitely going to travel to Brazil. I, I say this to every guest in every country, but no, I like this. The whole of South America is like, this huge trip we need to do before kids. We've always said it. So yeah, I cannot wait to see the Amazon. Brazil is, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Amazon is a place that I've never been to. Really? I did, I did go to some place close there when I was very, 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 very young, which I don't remember. You want to know my only memory of it? A monkey jumped uh-huh. on my head. And as I'm crying, my mom takes a picture. Perfect. So it's like... So every single like girlfriend you've ever had in your life, like that photo gets pulled that out. That photo like, is, is pulled out. This is him with a monkey on yes, his head. Yes, So <laughs> that, is, that is one thing I remember about that. It wasn't like... I wasn't deep in, into Amazon. It was just a close place that we would... They had this hotel that had some forest around it. But uh, I've never been there. But Being in the rainforest is so... Yeah. It's just such an incredible experience. Like I was in the Taman Nagara in Malaysia. Wow. And it's just the noise of it. It's just every... Well, I was reading up on it before the call, and it's like 70% of the world's catalogued animal and plant species are found there. Like, can you even imagine? No, I can't imagine 70% of the world's catalogued animal and plants. That's (laughs) crazy. So I need to go just to hear that. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I'm a little bit scared uh, about that. When people... I have a friend, she's been in the Amazon. She, like, uh, lived on a boat for a while because she was doing some work there. Very, like, interesting stuff. And then she has pictures like, oh, look, there's a, like a leap, a leap, a leopard, leopard. I don't know how to pronounce that one as well. Leopard. Leopard. I always forget it. Uh-huh. A leopard there. And then there's a, uh, um, an alligator there. And then there's like super close to, to the <laughs> boat. And I'm like, bro, how is that even possible? I would never, <laughs> I would never do that. So I'm a little bit scared about the Amazon, but, um, Brazil in general is a, is a paradise. Definitely a paradise. Definitely a place to go. Uh, I, I've been to many countries and Brazil is, the beaches and you know whatever yeah. uh you have there is unmatched it's amazing you have to go you have to go i will i will but then you moved to canada yes you moved to I did. canada you're in toronto as you mentioned earlier you moved here back in 2016 yeah um so tell us about that decision it was originally to to pursue a bachelor's degree so yeah. you went the study route so yeah tell us about that time and what brought you here Right. It's really interesting. Uh, so the, the, I came in 2016 to immigrate and move here officially, but I did visit Canada in 2012 when I stayed here for six months, uh, from part of my high school. So I did high school in Canada. Okay. Wow. Uh, so that was, that is something that, you know, when you have the, the resources for it, your parents will eventually ask you, like, do you want to go to another country to live and study a little bit and learn English? Uh, so. I ended up coming to Canada and it was amazing. And when I came back to Brazil, I thought, oh, that's it. Like, I'm going to go back and live in Brazil. But I did like the life in Canada. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the winter when I was here because I was here during the winter and the uh, summer. I stayed from like January to July. It's a very good time frame to see different uh, seasons. And I enjoyed it. So eventually I kind of forgot about it, but I'm like, man, like, I don't know. Is Brazil the place that I want to live? And it, that stayed with me, but I kind of let it there. I, I didn't really examinate what I was thinking. I was just, it's there. 
that's a feeling I have. I don't know too much about it. And my sister came with me in 2012. We were together here. And she was like, no, I want to live in Canada. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, I don't. So I'll go back to Brazil. You stay. And then what happened is in 2014 or 15, the person that uh, my sister's boyfriend was working with, he was like desperate for him to come back because he was a very good worker. And uh, the guy was like, listen, man, I'm going to give you a job. I'm going to give you a car and just come. Right. And then that's a very hard thing to refuse when you're in Brazil. Right? Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're going to go to Canada. You're going to, you're going to have a job. You're going to have a car. And, you know, so for, for, uh, for, uh, my sister and, and, and him, it was a no brainer. For me, I, I still wasn't thinking about going. I was like, okay, like, I'm going to miss you guys. Nice. Good job. <laughs> Farewell. I'll be on the beach. See yeah. You. Yeah. And I, and it's funny because I have a very stable life in Brazil. I was, I was in university law school. In a very reputable university, I was already at the job that was very good. I was in my second semester of law, and I was—I had already been invited from uh, from one of the partners of that firm to become a partner at the end of my university degree. So I would finish law school, and I would get into a high-paying job when I was—I would finish university at like twenty-one. Mm-hmm. So I would be in a very interesting position in brazil you had your whole life kind of pre-planned out it was all ready to go and it was going to be a great life exactly exactly so i think maybe that's it so because everything was so ready and cool maybe i wanted to ruin it so (laughs) for some reason my sister was like getting everything ready and i'm like dang like i'm maybe maybe i should go and that's how that's i i don't even remember the way that i had this conversation with my mom but i think i feel like that's what i said i said mom maybe i should just go i I feel like that's what i said i don't remember exactly but i feel like that's it testing the waters with her yeah and then she was a little (laughs) bit mad and crazy but then uh we we made it happen and then i i decided that because i really enjoyed law i was gonna do business admin and then law later and da 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 but as soon as I started business admin, which is a very different field from law, I got I fell in love with um, with uh, business in general, and mm. then that's when my my idea of doing something entrepreneur uh, related would uh, would start. Uh, but yeah, so the idea is th- the reason why I came to Canada is not because of me; It's because someone came and I was like, maybe I should give it a try. And then when I came, I fell in love, and I really loved Canada from the beginning. Because again, I, I was here in 2012, but living is a different style, like living here. Yeah. And so you, you came in 2012, you were in Toronto and then you came back to Toronto. So yeah, we, I already yeah, kind of yeah. knew Toronto just a little bit, like you don't know as much, but I knew a little bit. Yeah. And then I, I fell in love with the city. I fell in love with Canada. I really enjoyed, uh, working and making money in dollars. So I enjoyed life here in general. And then I was, I was studying at the same time. My first six months here, I was probably, I was, I was in paradise, most likely. Yeah, you're running on that adrenaline, right? It's yeah. always a great first six months. You're like, this is awesome. I've made such a great decision. What an adventure. Like, I'm seeing all these new exactly. things. You're like riding the high. It's exactly. So exactly. crazy. That's yeah. perfect. And then winter comes, my first winter. And then maybe I have my first like, oh, uh, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. This is a completely different country now. Yes. It's like I'm in a different place. Yes. <laughs> so at this time, um, I wasn't working at anything specific. I was doing cleaning and uh, gardening. I was doing anything that I could to pay the bills and maybe have some extra cash. And I was studying at university at the same time. And I was, I was feeling like I wasn't going anywhere at that time. And then the, the winter made it worse for me. I was definitely going somewhere. When I go back, I'm like, boy, if I just continue, everything would be fine. But I got really scared of uh, the way that my life was going. I thought I was going to be cleaning forever. I was never going mm. to become a professional. I, I was not learning anything. I was I was in a little bit of a crazy state at that moment. Yeah. It's crazy when you first come here. You think everything is going to fall into place yeah. so quick. Yeah. It's so bizarre that we all just move to a new country. And, and then even in six months, you're like, well, this is a fail. Like, I'm just failing in everything. And everything's not going the way I want it to go. And I'm not progressing the way I want to progress. It's like, it's been six months. Exactly. Like, you're starting a new life from scratch. <laughs> like, it's so strange to me. And I did the same thing. I was so frustrated with my progress. Like, I don't have any friends. I'm, my career isn't what I want it to be. 
want it to be it's like give yourselves a break people like this is it's crazy exactly we all do it too yeah it's crazy right everybody (laughs) does it but we have to do it i don't know so yeah so i did that and then i talked to my dad and i talked to my mom so my mom is kind of crazy and she was like okay come back let's go back to brazil don't worry too much about she was already what a shame it's not working out (laughs) i'll make dinner for you come on let's go yes like mothers right So, but then there comes the place of the father. And then my dad, he didn't say anything during the whole conversation. And then the only one sentence he said, it it was mind-blowing. I I have this sentence to my heart up until today. He said, listen, when I moved to Porto Alegre, because he wasn't from Porto Alegre, he was from another state in Brazil. So Mm -hmm. he did move states. That's the only sentence he said, the whole thing. I was also scared. That's all he said. And then he, okay, talk to your mother. That's all he said, really. And then yeah. that sentence got me so hard because I, th- I started thinking about the fact that, okay, maybe if he was scared and he had come back to whatever he came from, which is a small city in Santa Catarina, another state, I wouldn't have been born. My sister yeah. wouldn't have been born. We wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be a person. I wouldn't mm-hmm. exist. <laughs> and that put things into perspective so quickly. It was like, okay, I'm going through a bad time, but bro, whatever. Yeah. Let's and it's normal. That's the, such a pivotal point when you realize that it is normal yeah. to struggle when you start a new yeah, life from scratch. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it should be obvious, but it's not. But then that, that moment when you realize, okay, every single person that does this struggles and goes through the exact same challenges. And that's why I'm so passionate about sharing stories with other internationals mm-hmm. because you know you're not alone. And then it's like, wow, okay, take yeah. the pressure off yourself. Yeah, yeah. You got this. Yeah, Let's exactly. go. <laughs> yeah. So I went through that phase and that's when uh, everything clicked and i'm like okay let's figure this out so what what are the things that i can do so that's when i started uh, moving into okay i don't want to do something that takes six to seven to eight years to become a fully professional which would be law school so let's go back and let's change it from a bachelor degree to just a college di- diploma uh, i changed it to a college diploma in business administration and marketing and i was like okay i love business and marketing what can i do and i'm like okay do i have any skills and i'm like well i speak english Better than most residents. That's what that that was a skill I had, and I'm very young as well. Uh, what can I do? Okay, I'll teach English. Like that's how I decided. And then, with the idea of teaching English, I started to learn a little bit about marketing. Not a lot, but you learn a little bit, and you learn here and there. And whatever I was learning at college was maybe helping too. Uh, things progressed to the point that now it's a business. Mm-hmm. I have people working with me. So that moment. The, the sentence of my dad saying, hey, I was scared as well, that create that ripple effect of me continuing. A whole different life, really. I, yeah. We got the PR recently. I was able to get married, have two kids, and have a full-on business that exists and it's, it's a reality. So mm-hmm. it, that is the part that if someone is listening, they're very scared because it's the first six, seven, eight months or maybe one year. Yeah. Um, going through that is very important. Going through that be- very hard phase. There will be a hard phase. Yeah. And then going through that very hard phase will help you. Um, of course, you have to wait. Maybe it's not for you. I'm not saying it's for everyone. But it, if you're here and you've done it and you've done your due diligence to the way that you know that it's for you, maybe your brain is playing tricks on you. Yeah. So you can and you should progress and continue. And then it's going to make a big difference. And it, it, it will create that ripple effect in your life so maybe that is just so small and maybe you have such a nice family to grow up with and you have kids that you haven't had yet but they will exist right so that is a a beautiful thing to think about when you're you're, when you're struggling you have to stick it out yeah you have to give it a chance that's it right like you could give up too soon and then you're all you know that could be a real regret of yours and it sucks right now but you have to keep going and give it that year you know even two years I was still having down days you know in two years but they were getting less and less and less and I started to recognize that it was getting better but yeah it's a tough time but No, but yeah. I'll give you that. My turning point in Canada, like, I'm like, okay, this is my turning point. Like, I'm fully uh, happy here as I would be in Brazil. 2021. Yeah. Like, five years from, from coming. Yeah. I feel like I'm pretty much around that, too. I mean, I've been here just over five years. And I think I've been, like, 100% happy for about a year. Yeah. And you still, of course, have ups and downs, right? But... You're like, okay, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it I took me a home. long time. Yeah. It took me a long time. It, it was the moment that we rented this place and we got a good place. And uh, 
we we stopped living with my sister and her boyfriend and we got our own place and then Ben came around. I think that clicked and that was like, okay, my family is in Canada. You have a family unit. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So you met your wife in Canada. So yes. she's Brazilian, but you met her in Canada. Yes. In Toronto. Mm-hmm. How did you meet her? She was a student of mine. Oh. Uh, but it was all good. All very ethical. Uh, <laughs> She was just studying with me in the, uh, for a while, and then uh, at some point, uh, she stopped studying with me, and I'm like, okay, now we're not student and teacher anymore. I didn't say that, but I said, hey, like, do you want to go for a... <laughs> I invited her to the Belfast pub in Toronto. I'm not sure if you've heard about it. It's a great pub. And then I invited her there, and we went there and had our first date there. And then wow. from there, we we stayed together. Maybe um, and another baby on the way. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's an awesome. interesting thing, yeah. Cool. Mm. How has it been? Because uh, obviously, how long has she lived in Canada for? Is, did she come before you, after you? We came in a very similar time. Uh, so I was here from 2016, June. And mm-hmm. I believe she got here 2016, like September or December. It's very interesting because I would have never met her if we hadn't met in, in Canada, let's say. Mm. Because in Brazil, there's a very low chance that I would go to the Northeast and I would see her there. And then we would hang out for some reason. So when you think about that, it's even more crazy. I hate thinking yeah. about that because I go all crazy on like destiny or whatever. Yeah. But but it's insane. Well, that's the same as Isaac's grandparents. Isaac's grandparents were both from Holland, but they met in Canada. It's the same thing. After the war, they came to Canada in, with their families as teenagers or whatever, like to to leave Europe after everything that happened. And then they ended up meeting and having this whole family. And now it's all these branches of Canadians that they created. That is insane. <laughs> so cool, isn't it? But Think they were both it. hot. They were both Dutch. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they never would have met. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, I would never met her. So that's that's amazing. I think when I when I think about that. Um, so yeah, we did, we did meet through, uh, being a teacher here and then, um, we stayed together and then in June, in, uh, June 2020, that's when we found out about Ben. We weren't married at the time. Then we got married. We sealed mm-hmm. the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then was I, that a shock then? How was, so yeah, let's talk about having a baby in Canada as an international yeah. and like the healthcare system. Cause I get a lot of questions about that. Yeah. I think that would help a lot of people. How was that? It's a pretty bit scary because it's the unknown. You know, you have your OHIP or whatever, but you're still kind of your immigration is still kind of maybe going through. And oh, I mm-hmm. can't imagine. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's really very, very interesting. So first of all, a lot of people uh, don't like uh, the Canadian uh, healthcare, and I don't like it a lot. But I gotta say that when it comes down to having babies, mm-hmm. it's very well taken care of. Maybe other parts of healthcare are more complicated, but I've never used them to say mm-hmm. i never had any problem that i had to use i but whenever i had to use my the healthcare for having a kid it was very good very well taken care of so clarissa used midwives and then she, we had the the birth happen at the hospital mm-hmm. and yes you have ohip it's all good uh even, even if you don't have ohip it's not a big deal as well because clarissa didn't have ohip at the time oh wow yeah and um, and the reason why is because at the time, although I had a work permit, I was building my business, which I told you it's really hard uh, to 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 show that for the immigration. So I I had my work permit, but I I didn't use it at the time because I was mm. just uh, building the business. Building your own. So that was yeah. a small problem, and we were a little bit scared. So what I did at that time was like, okay, how much would the the hospital charge me? I was ready for it. If they happen to charge me, and it wasn't that much. It would be like around a, a thousand something or two thousand dollars. Oh, okay. Like so it's, it's nothing like the states. It's nothing like, like the like US. Sixty thousand dollars. It's nothing like the US. I was yeah. ready to spend from two to five thousand. I, I had that money saved. Uh, I was ready for it. But then they never charged us because we went through the midwives and they have all this. I don't even know why, but they never charged us. Oh, wow. I think it's because it's a bit less. It's it's not a business like it is in the States. Like, I feel like in the States, it's like out for profit and it's a business. That's and you it. got to treat it like a business. That's it. And that's why they want to charge everybody and they're making money from it. Yeah. Um, and then in Canada, it's a public yeah. healthcare system yeah. that is for the people. I feel like yeah. that's much more comforting <laughs> i feel like that's the difference it's i, I feel like it's comforting yeah. too well that's good to know in brazil you have a very big ha- health system as well that is similar to canada but just because brazil has so many people it works much worse than canada uh but canada i feel like because you have less people i feel and you have a better economy in general i feel like uh, they can 
pay for whatever they have to pay to to maintain a, a okay system of, of healthcare. So I don't know. Again, I, I've never used all different sides of healthcare. I've only used it for having babies. I'm going to use it twice, by the way. But um, uh, it's good. It's very good. It wasn't scary at all. The only difference that you have is that you can choose to go either through a midwife or you can have your own... Uh, doula. Doula, but you can have your... Uh, what's the name of that doctor that will take care of babies? Uh, obstetrician or something like this. Is it? Baby doctor. Let me Google it. Obstetrician. Obstetrician. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, I was, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. you were saying okay. that, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah obstetricians. Yeah. So um, that that uh, specific doctor, uh, then you would have to have OHIP to have one, which we didn't have at the time. So we didn't have one. But we didn't even really worry about it because we, we were really happy with the experience of the mid- midwives. It's amazing. Mm. It's amazing to go through the midwives. And in fact, now we could have one and we're going through the midwives again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you find a midwife? You just go to your local hospital? You go to your local midwife um, uh, place. <laughs> I don't know what's it called. But you go to your local <laughs> midwife, whatever they have there. Just Google it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so mm. they have uh, – in Toronto, there are many. Yeah. 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 Nice. So did you start off with a family doctor? Like you had a GP and start the process there or you just went straight no, to the midwives? No, we went straight to the midwives and you can go straight to the midwives. You can have a family doctor if you want, but you can go straight to the midwives. Interesting. Yeah. It's really interesting. Cool. Yeah. Wonderful. And then, yeah, yeah they, they kind of teach you as you go along, really, as first-time parents. So you always kind of feel half of the panic of becoming a parent is the unknowns of everything. But it is good in that way in Canada and where they kind of guide you through yeah. the whole thing, really. And you have appointments and they teach you 100%. and support you along the way. Yeah. So, I feel like the biggest yeah. thing about having kids abroad is that, like, okay, what was the reason that I came abroad? Like, you have to think about that. And the reason why is because standards of living are better. It's more safe than Brazil. When you move for the first time to Canada, that's what you think mostly when you mm-hmm. when you are from Brazil. It's like, oh, uh, I am not going to get robbed on the street. Mm-hmm. Like It's something you have to consider when you are in Brazil. You know, I have friends who have been kidnapped, for example, right? Oh kidnapped. Oh, my gosh. Fully kidnapped. So this is the biggest downside of Brazil, in my opinion. Yeah. That's the biggest downside. And that's the reason why you move first. That's the reason why I was like, oh, okay, yeah. One, that's one of the big reasons I would love to live in Canada. Um, and then when you have a kid, you're like, okay, like I'm giving that life to my kid. Because mm-hmm. Toronto is a little bit dangerous, of course. As with every city, though, I feel like you can yeah. always find that one street or two that yeah. you just don't go down. Like, exactly. That's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but it's so different from like Brazil, where there are many places you, you don't <laughs> go to. Yeah. So that's why when you have a kid and you are from Brazil or from other cl- countries that are a little bit more uh, dangerous you feel very happy and, and like successful in a way. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm giving that life to my kid. You're if already you a great parent just from like the first day. Cause you're yeah. like, we're in Canada. You so got it. Yeah. Good full score for dad. Yeah. <laughs> so just from that moment, like you're very Aww. happy to have done that. So I'm, I'm, I'm really thankful for that. I'm really thankful for for it. So when he was born, does he just automatically become a Canadian citizen? Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, Constitution in Canada Lucky boy. gives gives Canadian pe- uh, citizenship for whoever is so he's born. Trumped here. you already. <laughs> he's already trumped me. Yes, <laughs> um, and it's really funny because Canada will not give you uh, the parent a citizenship and will not give you a uh, residency as well. It doesn't matter. It, the baby is Canadian. If you don't have a residency, let's say you have here and you are a tourist, you will go back to your country with the baby. Mm-hmm. The baby can stay if, if you want. That's impossible, of course. You have to go back. When the baby is 18, you are then allowed to apply for a PR or some sort of thing that they have. And then you can come to Canada with the baby when he's 18. But if you don't have your PR, if you don't have legal status in Canada, having a baby will not give you legal status. Just so people know. Because in some countries, they will give you, right? Some different countries. Yeah. yeah. So Canada will not give it to you. I feel like they want to make sure people don't come here just for this. Absolutely. Yeah. That would just be like a big baby machine to yeah. immigration pathway. Yeah. <laughs> Although they need people. So I don't know mm. why they shouldn't, but. <laughs> that is awesome. What about Brazilian passport? Does he have one of those too? We haven't done it. Uh, he is a Brazilian citizen. We have made yeah. sure that he has a birth certificate from Brazil. He is a Brazilian citizen. Uh, but the passport itself, it's it, the Brazilian passport. It's really interesting. It's very strict because the Brazilian passport is one of the most stolen passports on the planet. Really? Yes. I don't know. Opens a lot of doors. No, no. The reason why it's one of the most stolen uh, passports on the planet, it's because Brazilians are so different 
that you could fake your nationality very easily. So maybe a guy from the Middle Eastern, she he could just go like, oh, I have a Brazilian passport I'm and Brazilian. I'll put my fake and I'm Brazilian. And people will never say you're not because Brazilians look different, hmm. right? There are wow. some, there are people in Brazil that look just like you, Kate, like white, yeah. dark hair, very English. And then there's people in Brazil that look a little bit more like me. And then there's people in Brazil that look like my wife. And there's people in Brazil that look like Germans. Like Brazil is very <laughs> crazy because of that. So Brazilian regulation so around passports are very strict. So the, the baby passport will last only one year. And then you have to do it again and then again and again and again. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. So the, the Canadian passport lasts five years. So that's the one we did for him. So he travels with a Canadian passport. So we have to go through the customs with the baby and his like, yes. foreign baby. Yes. Like Brazilian parents. <laughs> We're that's smuggling so a baby here. <laughs> This little Canadian baby that we stole. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's a funny thing. Amazing. Oh, well, I could talk to you forever. So much fun. Tell us, um, before we wrap up, just a little bit more about what you do and how people can connect with you. I know that, obviously, you mentioned you teach English, but I know there's so much more going on behind the scenes. So just give us a snapshot of of what you do. Yes. So very, very quickly, uh, I started teaching English like one-on-one, etc., but things grew and then I, I, I always had that entrepreneurship uh, mindset. So I was like, okay, let's see what we can do. So we created courses online. So uh, people go there, they have the full on course uh, that is recorded and everything uh, to teach English specifically for Brazilians. So I don't teach English uh, for uh, foreign uh, nationals, just Brazilians. Um, and then if you are Brazilian and you're listening to that, just follow me on Instagram and you find all the links related to the courses. If, however, you are a newcomer and you need Cellpip or IELTS, uh, mostly Cellpip right now because there's much more demand for it. Um, I do have courses that are fully in English for Cellpip. Uh, so those courses uh, are very helpful because you do need Cellpip to get your residency. I'm not sure if you had to do it, Kate. Did you have to do I it? I did. Oh, okay. I did. Yeah, I did that for for my permanent residency. Yeah, it was interesting experience. I'm from England and I have an English degree, literally a Bachelor of Arts in English. Wow. (laughs) And yeah, I still had to still had to do it. Yeah, I feel like they should open a like a. They shouldn't ask you to do this. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like, you come from a country that speaks... I guess they keep it fair. I don't know. But, I mean, I, I think if you're from England, that probably shouldn't be enough because England itself is so diverse and there's so many people that probably don't speak English that live in England. Yeah, that could be a... That could be a with, with but to have a degree in English, I feel like that would have been... That, have that been should have been enough. Like, come on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, if you do need and you are not fluent like Kate, that you're not from England and you need to study for the test because uh, it will help you improve your score for your residency, um, then I do teach that as well. So, Sweet. yeah. So, that's it. You just you can just find me on Instagram and all that. Wonderful. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mike. It's been a delight. And as I say, wish me luck. I'm going to try and get this edited and posted in like 48 hours before I fly to England for my wedding. Perfect. So, fingers crossed. Congrats on the wedding. <laughs> Thank you. That's amazing. I hope you guys, uh, you know, everything works out. I know it's yes. probably very um, stressful to plan a wedding. Yes. So, well, especially when there's all these Canadians flying to England and I'll breathe when they land, I think. When everyone's there, I'm going to be like, oh, fine. Yeah, now I yeah. can breathe. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I'll let you know Good when luck. I'm in Toronto. I'd love to meet you and your family. And, yeah, 100%. Yeah. We have to do it. Yeah, 100%. Cool. Whenever you're here, we hang out. Okay. Sweet. Thank you so much, Kate, for the invite. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so, so much for listening. As always, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And then if you're loving the show so far, recommend us to your friends. Spread word and help us grow this exciting community. Until next week. Bye.